Tim Ashoff is joining us from uh, 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 from Creed Schaefer Hunt. And Tim, good morning. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Fantastic. It's good to talk to you. And I'm really anxious to uh, get your insight and your observations about, uh, well, you know, we've seen controversial issues in trucking through the years, through the decades. And um, I've, I've been through a number of those, uh, beginning with the Arab oil embargo back in the 70s and deregulation. And then we went through the C, uh, the, the CDL uh, thing where folks uh, actually left the industry because they were scared to death of this new federal license, which really wasn't a federal license. There was so much misinformation put out. Well, not put out so much. I think misinterpretation of information. And um, then we've gone through several iterations of hours of service that never seemed to hit the mark for a lot of folks. And now the hours of service don't seem to hit the mark for, dare I say, even most. And it all kind of ties in to uh, the ELD. And the poor little ELD is nothing more than a little computerized paper log. It's the same exact thing uh, that we use here in radio. We God, I used to hate paper logs in radio, Tim. You had to write down everything you did down to the second. Then you had to sign every page, and you were liable. Uh, it was a big deal. Well, it still is, but now it's all electronic. That's made our life easier. Was the intention originally in your mind, uh, was making it easier for drivers part and parcel of the intent of ELDs? Not so much the mandate itself, but the devices themselves. I think the device itself was yes. I think it was to you know help it as we implemented it you know six seven eight years ago. Um, it did make life a lot easier for our drivers and not having to ensure they were doing like you said, um, remembering every second of their day and then signing off at the end of it and, and be uh, as you said liable for uh, for accounting for what they had signed off on. Um, and it was more than too as well as a communication mechanism between us and our drivers because uh, knowing how many hours drivers have really helped us um, look at which loads are the most productive for them. So having that information without the driver having to stop and either scan their log into us or call into us what their hours were available, it really helped us work together uh, to best utilize their time. Obviously, anytime you have new um a new gear out there, a new methodology of doing things. And, and I'll just kind of point back to my little world of radio here. Uh, when I started in radio and through many years, when we did editing, we did it with tape, reel-to-reel -reel tapes and um, razor blades. And 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 then there, there was special tape that GM made. It was called editing tape. It was like a scotch tape, but, you know, for that purpose. And uh, you had white markers, grease pencils that you mark things on. And I walked into the studio one night up in Nashville, and I saw somebody doing something on a computer screen that I hadn't seen before. And I said, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm editing. I said, what do you mean editing? He says, well, this is the new editing software. No more razor blades. I thought my career was over, Tim. Uh, but now it's made it so easy and, and streamlined that it's not, it's, it's unbelievable. So the mandate then becomes the problem, not the equipment. But I wanted to ask you, going back to the first day of uh, you guys putting in what, have, what at that point would have probably been A-boards, of course, um, 
you went through some growing pains, I'm sure, but it takes a while to, to get that ironed out. It did. And, um, you know, first of all, it's while the hours of service, as you mentioned a couple of times, really didn't change. It's how, uh, you know, the drivers were recording them that changed. And, you know, in the end, it was going to make them a lot easier, much like you mentioned with editing uh, tapes. So you were rather than having to, uh, um, you know, keep track of the hours in your in your mind or some other way and then put them in on your on your grid. And then if you made a mistake, oh, I either got to figure out how I fix that or start over on the next page. Um, it really was taking all that away, and it was helping drivers understand, much like I'm sure when you walked into that studio, what the benefits were of this new technology. Because anytime you have something new, anytime it's something different, um, it's not that there's um, an unwillingness uh, to do that. There's just a lack of of trust in it, a lack of confidence, and as the, you know, the drivers so um, even you know as we know back then too, um, so required to keep track of their hours of service. And if they got inspected, they needed to know how to, to you know show the inspector their logs and know exactly where they're at on their hours of service. They needed to become comfortable that this computer could do what they had been doing manually for a long time. But once they did, boy, they sure loved it. And uh, we had at that time we had some of the units in in about half of our trucks, and then didn't have them in the other half of our trucks yet. We were getting them as we we're getting new trucks. And if a driver had to switch out of a truck <laughs> into a truck that that didn't have a unit, had to go back to paper logs. Then we had problems. They didn't want to switch out. They didn't want to uh, go back to paper logs. Yeah, you know that's sort of like the automated transmissions, right? Um, uh, we 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 see that because we 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 don't like change as humans. Um, that's the you know uh, the transition periods are always the hardest, and we are smack dab in the middle of a huge trans uh, transition period um, with the ELD. Now, um, all of that kind of leads up to really the core question because the ELD mandate has been in effect for a couple of months. Um, the December eighteenth, of course, was the. Uh, uh, the um, implementation date, and we have the so-called soft enforcement and things like that going on right now. Uh, Tim, can you tell us a little bit about how Crete and and some other companies too, for that matter, have adjusted and are adjusting to the mandate? And of course, you know, it's almost a separate issue in a sense. Yes, and I, I think there's really kind of two types of companies as I'm kind of seeing it out there. There's companies like Crete that either have had ELDs or AOBRDs for a number of years. And so our adjustment really has been educating our drivers on, hey, when you actually get uh, and stopped by a, an inspect for an inspection. Now, um, the DOT officers. This is what they're going to be looking for because uh, uh, we would see prior to this being a mandate. Even though we had um, electronic logs, most inspectors wouldn't really pay close attention to them because they weren't trained on what to look for, um, what the requirements were. Or otherwise, now they are. So um, there is. Even though we've had the the logging devices for a long time, we did need to take and educate our drivers on here's what you can now expect during inspection. And don't be nervous. You won't have a problem. It's just uh, you will get asked some questions now. And we do have some, a uh, number of our units are AOBRDs. So we have um, that, that's um, a little education even of the roadside inspectors on that. Hey, these are compliant. Uh, they're not ELDs, but they're still compliant until 2019. So we had to do some education in that. So I think there's a lot of companies like us that it was really not a huge change for us other than educating our drivers on what they may see at inspections. 
for those companies just converting to ELDs, um, I've seen and heard that it's been a lot bigger adjustment where they're having to change um, um, operations somewhat and, and, and timing and how they're working with their drivers, much like we did, you know, eight or nine years ago when we converted to uh, electronic logs and saying, hey, you know, there's there's certain um, things that um, practically are hard to do now that I have electronic logs. If I have a really, you know, if I have that 625-mile load that needs to pick up and deliver within 24 hours uh, or sometimes within 12 or 14 hours, I've got to have perfect hours when I pick that up. And, um, you know, so staging the drivers so that they have the perfect hours when they pick up loads and those types of things are ways that, that these companies have to look to operate differently. We're going to take a quick break right here, Tim. When we come back, um, let's kind of go to the other side of the equation. And um, instead of talking about the carriers and, and the drivers, uh, let's talk about the customers because they have to make, they better make some adjustments and uh, they better come to an understanding about uh, the changing world of uh of the supply chain, actually, not just uh, uh, trucking, but, you know, trucking being uh, the middle link of a three-link chain. Um, and then what about owner-operators, too? I'd like to get your take on uh, how the mandate has affected and is affecting owner-operators. And if we have some time, uh, we'll go to the dark side and find out uh, what do you see uh, as happening and what you've been hearing about folks that aren't compliant and may not be compliant on, on April 1st. Tim Ashoff is with us from Crete Schaefer Hunt, and we'll be right back. Tim Ashoff is with us, and uh, we're kind of discussing uh, some of the finer points, I guess you might say, of the ELD mandate. Um, but, Tim, you know, there are two sides to every coin, every two uh, numbers in every equation. And one group that was highly discussed before the mandate went into effect, of course, were the customers. Um, you and I talked about that aspect uh, several times as, as we led up, because you remember, I, I don't think folks stop to realize that, yeah, you know, the, the electronic logging uh, in, in different iterations has been around for about 20 years now. The mandate itself has been on the books for a couple of years so it didn't just pop up overnight, although we all tend to uh, treat things as, uh, uh, was that yesterday or two years ago, you know? So we've talked about this, but the question for you this morning, how do you think customers have adjusted since the ELD mandate uh, has been put in place? And is it a learning process that's ongoing? Uh, have at least some or maybe even in some cases all of the bugs been worked out? I think it's a work in process uh, overall. I think there's, there's a, just like I mentioned before, like companies, um, there's two different kind of sets of customers we see out there. Uh, one of them is one that uh, really anticipated this coming or had already looked at operations that said, how am I driver friendly? How am I carrier friendly? And make sure I use time efficiently. So have, you know, good drop and hook, have good um, delivery windows uh, don't hold drivers up at at docks. Have you know less than two hours of of detention time available. Those types of things. Those customers not a huge change, but the other uh, customers out there 
that really had um, um, tight delivery schedules and uh, didn't really weren't so concerned about uh, uh, the use of a driver's time really are seeing uh, challenges because as um, uh, drivers, owner operators, companies uh, now really have to focus on that time, um, they're seeing less of those drivers that want to haul those loads. So um, we're seeing good progress with those customers on now starting to adjust. Hey, they're, they're saying, hey, I, I don't have carrier or drivers that really want to do my business anymore. Why is that and what do I need to do to, to you know, for you to haul my loads? And so we're seeing that quite a bit. Uh, and particularly, I would say, and this has to do a little bit with its unique supply chain, as you mentioned before, but in that fresh world or in that uh, um, protein world where shelf time is very important. So speed to market is important. And there was a lot of demands on that. And there were a lot of uh, short delivery windows, uh, a lot of pickups, uh, you know, late at night and deliver um, the next day. And those things are, are kind of challenging, as you know, and certainly more challenging even when you have a electronic logs. So we're seeing in that world in particular where adjustments are needing to be made. You know, I'm going to kind of go off uh, off into another lane here just for a moment because you just reminded me of something, and I may have mentioned this before, but uh, we did a series for about three or four years on the program uh, with Roz Wilson. Rosalind uh, was one of the preeminent freight analysts in, in the world, as a matter of fact, and we were so thrilled to have her with us on the program. And she would join us every month to kind of give us an overall picture of uh, the the world of freight and logistics and commodity systems. We'd go on the ocean, we'd go on the rail, certainly on the trucks. She is, I say was, because she left and became a high school teacher. And uh, I really uh, think that's a great thing, Tim. But uh, she was telling her clients in her world, and she dealt mainly with shippers, and about th three, even four years, she was saying, be prepared for the day when you cannot find a truck. And there were a lot of factors that went into that equation, uh, the ELD just being part of it, driver shortage being another we're not going there this morning. Um, but uh, is that kind of, is that prophecy of sort of really coming to roost now, do you think, for a lot of customers who haven't really been very carrier friendly? And does that I, I really, is. is that really the, the, the turning point there? Yeah, I think the LDS is a big turning point for those um, shippers and some of the receivers as well. And I wouldn't say that they necessarily can't find a truck, but the, what, what they have to pay for a truck may be a, a lot different. Um, and and what, what the good thing coming out of this for, for drivers is is that we are working with these customers then to do a couple of things, and it all has to do with using the driver's times. It's let's make sure we have um, good pickup times, times that work in a driver's regular schedule, and that when a driver arrives there, they're in and out of there quickly. Could we? Can we do drop and hook? Some we have customers that would not do drop and hook before. Now we're willing to do drop and hook. And then second, when we look at these loads, you know, um, multiple stop loads typically, you know, use up more of a driver's time unproductively every time you have to stop to make a delivery. Uh, that's typically time that there could be or an opportunity for some waste of time. So are there ways you can change your supply chain network where we can get more full loads on a trailer and not have as many multiple stop loads? So we're working with these customers with customers to, to do that to make their 
business more attractive to drivers and adapt. And in the end, that's you know that's better for everybody um, because we're using um, you know the, the, the freight system, the, the use of, of carriers and drivers is more efficient. One of the groups that uh, is affected, of course, in its own way, you take everything that everybody else gets thrown at you, and then there are the extra added attractions, and that is the owner-operator, especially, you know, the single truck owner-operator. How do you think, Tim, that the uh, ELD mandate uh, is affecting owner-operators? I think it's, uh, from what I'm seeing and hearing, it's still an adjustment going on. And um, a couple of things, I guess, in the in the short term, with what I think it's helped to do, the spot market rates, it's really helped uh, their income because uh, of the rates uh, for those independents really have risen out there. So so that's a good thing. Uh, but I still hear, and, and I think it's consistent with uh, multiple people I talk into the industry, whether they're ELD suppliers or, or people that uh, work with these independents, whether, you know, providing. Uh, support to them is that there's still 40 to 50 percent of those independents that haven't yet purchased an ELD or if they have uh, haven't turned it on and so they're you know they're waiting for that April um, mandate to really see what's going to happen with enforcement and and as I kind of ask people out there well what do you think is going to happen uh, with all the the independents um, you know, I think some people are concerned that, well, uh, there's some independents that may say, well, I'm going as long as I can, and then I am ultimately retiring or, or moving on to something else. Or that's the, you know, then I'm just, uh, I'm going to contract on with somebody because to uh, manage the, the LD mandate on my own and to ensure I have the right productive freight is, is, is more than I have time to do. So uh, I think it's going to be interesting here over this next month, and I think we are going to see uh, in April when that mandate really hits kind of another round of transition here uh, in, in the marketplace. There's And isn't there always one on the horizon? We just get through one only to step into the next one. It's, it's, it's an amazing phenomenon, and it never seems to end. Um, speaking of uh, the, the deadlines, though, we saw a real crunch on December 17th, and, and um, now uh, we're looking at April 1st. We have Easter Sunday, April Fool's Day, and the ELD uh, hard enforcement uh, going on the same day. That's uh, that's going to be one Sunday to remember, that's for sure. Um, but some ELD providers are saying that they're being contacted by organizations that haven't been com- haven't not become compliant yet. Um, and you've you've kind of talked about that. Uh, but what do you think is going to happen? Um, do you feel in other in other words, um, sooner or later the next shoe has to drop? Otherwise, uh, you know, I don't know how that makes sense. Um, are there any? Is there any kind of a buzz around April first, or does it seem at this point to be uh, hard and fast in terms of you know the enforcement, the out of service enforcement right. piece? Yeah, from what I'm hearing and seeing is that it is looking to be a hard and fast time period, as you mentioned at the beginning. This has been, this has been, you know, the devices have been out there for 20 years. The mandate's been known for many, many years. So I do think it's been hard and fast, and we're preparing for that too because we're ready to welcome a lot of owner operators that haven't converted to ELDs. We're ready if they need to on April 1st to come to a place like us and help them with that. We'll be prepared for that as well. Well, wow. Tim, thanks as always. Really great insight. Really appreciate you sharing of your uh, knowledge with us. And we'll see you in just a little while.